0: Alrighty, Welcome to Vitality Radio. It's a beautiful, amazing, amazing Saturday morning. It's so good to be with you today. The sun is shining. It is absolutely spectacular here in Salt Lake City, the headquarters of Vitality Radio. Vitality Radio always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, just up the street, and in Missoula, Montana, about seven more hours up the street. Yes, we have two great locations ready to serve you, one in Missoula at 2400 uh, 2400 Brooks Street and in Bountiful at 107 South 500 West. If you'd like to call us about any questions you have brought up by the show or just anything about your health in general, give us a call, 801-292-6662 here in Utah and 406-549-1333 in Missoula. Now, Vitality... Radio is now in it officially uh, seven years. Seven years I've been doing this show, and uh, that's kind of crazy for me. I can't even believe it's been that long. Time flies when you're having fun. My most fun part of the week a lot of times is Vitality Radio. I just love doing it. So thank you for listening to me. I'm your host each and every Saturday morning. My name is Jared St. Clair. Now, if you're interested in the things that we talk about on Vitality Radio, one thing that is a really useful tool is to jump onto our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Vitality Radio, where I post articles uh, throughout the week on health and nutrition, things that I never talk about on the show get up there, and a lot of the things that I do talk about on the show get up there, and the more involved you get on the Facebook page, the more likely I am to understand what you'd really like me to talk about here on Vitality Radio, so please give me your suggestions advice, uh, comments, criticisms, whatever you've got, throw them up there on facebook.com slash vitality radio. If you'd like to hear shows that I've done in the past, I've got lots and lots of them online at vitalitynutrition.com. You can click on the Vitality Radio link and find a whole bunch of good information there. All right, so today I've got a few announcements I've got to get to, two of which are pretty cool, actually. Uh, One in particular I'm really excited about because we did this last year and people loved it, and that is Holly Draper, our resident expert on essential oils and aromatherapy. She is a medical certified, sorry, certified medical aromatherapist, got that backwards, the only one in this great state of Utah and one of few in this whole country. It's a European certification. It is essentially a doctorate in aromatherapy, and she is amazing. She is presenting a free class in Bountiful on December 9th at 6.30 p.m. That's Wednesday, December 9th, 6.30 p.m., And it is called the Oils of Antiquity class. Now, this is really cool and really unique because... At her normal classes, uh, you you go in, she educates you on a certain category of oils or certain types of oils, and everybody leaves smarter because of it and more, uh, will, more able, I would say, to take care of their family's health. But this one is cool because there's this real history lesson involved. We're talking about oils that have been used for thousands of years. Frankincense and myrrh, of course, this time of year, uh, come to mind as we think about Christmas. And if you come to the uh, the seminar on December 9th at 6.30 p.m. at Vitality and Bountiful. You get to smell real frankincense and myrrh resin, and you'll leave the demonstration with some for yourself if you pre-register. Now, the class does have a fee. Most of Holly's classes in the past have been free. This one requires a little bit of money to provide the frankincense and myrrh. It's 10 bucks per person worth every penny. In fact, the information and education you'll get from Holly will be worth hundreds of dollars. So, 10 bucks gets you not only in the door, but also the free frankincense and myrrh resin uh, samples that you get to take home with you. Other oils she'll be discussing, cedarwood, sandalwood, spikenard, and a a few others as well. Holly is amazing. If you're new to Vitality Radio, uh, stay tuned. At the end of the show, she'll be on talking about oils uh, for about six or seven minutes at the end of today's show. She comes on about twice a month now to Vitality Radio, and then she comes once a month up to Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful. And if you're into aromatherapy and essential oils, you need to No, Holly. She's amazing. Now, we also have something exciting. We just got in a bunch of new diffusers, uh, diffusers for essential oils. If you're not familiar with how those work, they basically uh, change the uh, molecule size of the oils and uh, put them up in the air so that you can breathe them in and get the aromatherapeutic benefits. These diffusers were extremely hot last Christmas season to the point where we literally couldn't keep up with demand. We just got a batch in. We're getting some more in next week. Uh, So come check us out, Vitality. Nutrition. Both locations sell the diffusers and they are really, really great if you're looking for a unique Christmas gift for someone else or if you just need one for your family's health. uh, Great options available at Vitality. The next announcement I have for you is we've been running a clearance sale at Vitality in Bountiful for for the last six months. Okay, it's not six months, it's only been six weeks, but. Six weeks we've been running it, and today is the final day. Today is the final day. Everything on the clearance tables is at 75% off, and we're talking about some really great stuff, so come check it out. If you like to save money, here's a great opportunity, but you've only got until 7 o'clock tonight to get the rest of the clearance items. Okay, so this week's been crazy for me. I've had all kinds of stuff going on. My Half my family was out of town for the first half of the week and then they got back and I feel like I haven't seen anybody because we're in the middle of still putting the uh, finishing touches on this amazing elevated health clinic that we're opening up in the back of Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful. Just a lot of great stuff going on. And so the radio show, I've had some topics kind of pulled aside for the last little um the last little bit. And, you know, I've got Amber at Vitality really helps me a ton with the show. She's put together some great topics for me. And this topic is one that I wanted to tackle actually a little while ago. Uh, So we're going to do it today. We're going to talk about sugar because, I mean, let's face it, tis the season. We're like, you know, not quite the midway point between uh, Halloween and Christmas. And I mean, this is sugar time. We're going to talk about the different types of sugar, what they are, how they're used, what they do to your body, which ones to avoid, which ones to use. And of course, we'll talk about how much you should really get in uh, your diet on a daily basis and how big of a deal sugar really is to your diet. So those are the that, that's the primary topic. But something else happened this week that really fired me up. I've talked about it on Vitality Radio before. It's been over a year since then, but it is a prime topic for my morning rant.
1: Normally, Jared's a pretty nice guy, and he keeps a cool head. But then it happens. He reads a headline from a news website, and boom, our normally mild-mannered radio host becomes a raving lunatic. Well, maybe not raving, but he rants a lot. Let's see what's got him hot under the collar today. It's time for the morning rant.
0: Yeah, hot under the collar. That is accurate. Uh, Today I'm not even wearing a collared shirt because the heat was so intense. So I had to put on a t-shirt for today uh, just so that I could, you know, get through this. In fact, here at the new Vivint Smart Home Arena, is that what we're calling it now, Patrick? Vivint Smart Home, they paid millions of dollars for that, right? Every year. Okay, millions of dollars every year, so that we can call it that. It used to be Energy Solutions, who previously paid millions of dollars, and then it was Delta Center, previously Delta Center, who paid millions of dollars, uh, Delta Airlines, right? So I'm giving them all free publicity right now, the previous uh, marketers and now the current marketer marketers. I will say this, too. I have Vivint uh, at my house, um, internet, and it's really slow. So anyway... I don't know what that means today, but I do know this. Vivint Smart Home Arena is where we are, and the sun is shining in my face. The heat on the back of my neck from this rant I'm about to give is driving me crazy. So let's talk about Frankenfish. What is Frankenfish? Yeah, I like that term. You know, you've seen Frankenstein, right? You've seen different Frankenstein movies, or maybe even Young Frankenstein, which, of course, is better than any of the other Frankenstein movies. Maybe you've seen, or or you remember what they did, you know, they made a man, right? Uh, Sort of. And he wasn't quite a man, he was more of a monster. And that's what scientists are doing right now with fish. They have successfully, I guess you could say, spliced genes from a couple of different sea creatures, an eel and a Chinook salmon, into an Atlantic salmon. And what has it done? It has created a frankenfish that grows twice as fast as a regular fish. Well, a regular salmon. Now, what's the downside to a slow-growing salmon? Well, it takes roughly 24 to 36 months for an Atlantic salmon to reach the weight that is uh, used when they fish, when they uh, pull it out of the water and sell it to you. So, if we can cut that down to say 14 to 18 months or 20 months, well, that's pretty good, right? Because they can produce fish twice as quickly. Now, on Vitality Radio, I've talked a lot, a lot, a lot about farmed fish, and farmed fish are as a general rule, evil. We don't want them in our bodies. We don't want them anywhere near our kitchen tables, and yet people are eating this stuff all the time. Why? Why do I say it's evil? Well, there's a lot of reasons that it's evil, because they feed them really weird things. Now, first one to raise their hand that has ever seen a cow swimming in the ocean. Right. So why are they feeding beef to uh, fish in these farmed fisheries? Beef parts. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense. It sort of smacks against common sense, and what it does is it makes me mad because I'm a nice guy. You know, you heard the intro. Normally, Jared's a pretty nice guy, and I really am. More nice than pretty. But regardless, this stuff ticks me off because they're messing with what God created and trying to shove it down our throats, and then our government, who clearly does not like us, is refusing to label the stuff so we even know if we're putting it down our throats. So here's that's the first problem. Okay, so they're going to genetically modify an animal. They've been doing that for years, but the FDA has never approved one for human consumption until this week. Now we have frankenfish. We have fake salmon that is being grown in Panama because they weren't able to get approval to grow it here yet uh, from eggs that are produced in Canada And then they're going to ship it back here to sell it to us to eat. And guess what? The FDA says not only can they do that, but they don't have to label it. So we won't even know if we're eating this stuff. I do have a trick. I have a trick for you and you need to know it. For whatever reason, the FDA has required that if you're getting fish from a farm versus wild caught, it has to be listed on the label. So you can still know if you're getting wild-caught fish. And if you're not buying wild-caught fish, change because you don't want farmed fish. It's not good for you. There's a lot of bad stuff going on. First off, the nutrient density is like a third of what it is when it's wild-caught because, well, frankly, it's easy to be farmed. Fish just swim around in a pool and they get they get to eat the food that they put in there, even if it's cows. And they get to do whatever, and it's just like the chill life, right? So they don't have to work hard to survive, and so they don't get as strong, and they don't need as many nutrients, and they don't produce as many nutrients for you when you eat them. So there's a lot of things going on with farmed fish that you need to know about. But the biggest thing is that if now we're doing farmed salmon, and it's not even like real salmon because it's got like two kinds of salmon in it, and it's got eel in it, it's just not... This isn't fit for human consumption, regardless of what the government says. So we need to change our uh, well, we need to change this, and there is a group doing just that. But I want to go into a little more detail because I'm just I'm ranting. This is truly a rant. I haven't even this, I haven't even looked at my notes. I'm just babbling right now. This is what's going on. Food and Drug Administration, our friends at the FDA, who you know I have this this love. Hate relationship with them. I love to hate them. And they are doing things right now that are just crazy. And this one took them a long time. Thank goodness it took them a long time because it was the 90s that Aqua Bounty Technologies first said, hey, we want to make a fish and we want you to help us sell it by approving it. And five years ago, FDA said, well, we can't see any reason why this stuff would be dangerous, but we're not going to approve it for human consumption. And then all of a sudden, boom, it happened. So now we have aqua Advantage salmon, which contains a growth hormone gene from the Chinook salmon and a genetic switch from the ocean pout, which is an eel-like, an eel-like creature. Maybe the frankenfish should be called an eel-like creature now that it has eel-like creature genes in it. And it keeps the transplanted gene continuously active, that growth hormone. Whereas a regular salmon, you know, the kind God made, the growth hormone is only active for parts of the year. So this company has said that the fish can grow to market weight in 18 to 20 months instead of 28 to 36 months. Well, that's awesome because more money for them. How does that help us? I haven't figured that out yet. Opponents of the fish, though, say that if the bigger fish were to escape, they could outcompete wild salmon for food and for mates. Because, look, listen, if you're swimming along in the ocean, right, you're in the Atlantic Ocean, and it's kind of, I mean, the Atlantic Ocean's a little bit of a, you know, it's not the nicest environment anymore, right? So you're swimming along, and you're looking at all the normal salmon, and all of a sudden, this eel-like salmon comes up, right? And it's like, whoa, not only are you eel-like, but you're really big and that makes me kind of interested. So now I'm going to mate with you because these boring Atlantic salmon, I mean, that's old hat. We've done that before. We're going to go with this salmon because I've never had an eel-like salmon before. So yeah, that's the concern. And I know I'm being very, uh, well, I'm mocking a lot today, but the truth of the matter is this is a real problem because what happens if that happens? Well, now we have eel-like salmon mating with the salmon that God gave us, and we're going to take those two things, and we're going to make some other kind of fish that's like a crossbreed between a fake fish and a real fish, and it's going to ruin the whole salmon environment. I mean, that's what it boils down to, right? It's a real problem. Now, they say this won't happen, but, you know, don't the people that make this stuff always say these things won't happen. I mean, I remember those guys that made Vioxx. You remember that drug Vioxx? They said it wouldn't cause cause heart disease, but it did. It killed thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people before they finally took it off the market because they realized, oh, it's killing thousands of people. But the Vioxx people said it wasn't going to do that. In fact, their own studies proved that it was going to do that. Yeah, before they ever got market approval, they knew it was going to cause heart disease. But they put it out anyway, and they told us it wouldn't, right? Well, so I'm guessing that these aqua bounty people don't really care what happens to the environment. What they care about is what happens to their bottom line. So, yeah, that's the big issue. Now, Don Young, who is a Republican uh, in Congress, he said, this harebrained decision goes to show that our federal agencies are incapable of using common sense Now, I don't know who Don Young is, honestly. I've never met the guy, but that's the first good thing I've heard from a politician in a long time. This harebrained decision goes to show that our federal agencies are incapable of using common sense. Congratulations, Don Young, for actually making a common sense statement. Yeah, harebrained decision. Federal agencies, well, they go hand in hand, don't they? So there's more going on behind the scenes, thank goodness, and that is there's a company or sorry an agent agency organization give you the right word called the center for food safety and they say that the fallout from this decision will have enormous impact on the environment S- <clears throat> center for food safety has no choice but to file suit to stop the introduction of this dangerous contaminant and i love that word contaminant cuz that's what this is right yeah it's a fish kind of, but it's also a contaminant to the environment if it ever gets out. And so FDA, according to Andrew Kimbrell, the executive director for Center for Food Safety, he says the FDA has neglected its responsibility to protect the public. Well, what else is new there, Andrew? Yeah, they're pretty good at that, aren't they? Now listen to what FDA had to ignore in order to make this approval, though. In approving Aqua Bounty transgenic salmon – FDA ignored millions of Americans and more than 40 members of Congress who have expressed vocal opposition. FDA also neglected the concerns of more than 300 environmental, consumer health, and animal welfare organizations, salmon and fishing groups and associations, food companies, chefs, and restaurants, and one host of Vitality Radio. They have ignored a lot to get this through, in fact, get this, approximately 2 million people have already filed public comments with the FDA in opposition to this action. That is the largest number of comments the FDA has ever received on an action. Because you know that the reality is a lot of people right now listening to my voice are pretty upset about this, but they're not going to go all the way to the level of telling Congress about it or yelling at the FDA. So if 2 million people did... Imagine all the other millions that uh, are not speaking out that are also not happy about this. It's a big number. The review process by FDA was inadequate, failed to fully examine the likely impacts of the salmon's introduction, and lacked a comprehensive analysis. This decision sets a dangerous precedent, lowering the safety, the standards of safety in this country, according to uh, the director, Kimbrough. Now... Why does he say that? Is there any real evidence that this is going to be a problem? Well, there's a study by Canadian researchers that found that genetically engineered Atlantic salmon can successfully crossbreed with brown trout. Well, there's an interesting fish, an eel-like salmon trout. That's a closely related species common to areas surrounding both aqua bounty facilities. Oh, interesting. Right there next door. Posing serious risks to wild populations that are already under duress. Many additional longstanding concerns regarding impacts to wild species and the environment raised during a 2012 Senate hearing remain unanswered. AquaBounty has also faced criticism for failing to follow basic environmental regulations in Panama, where the experimental fish are being raised. Environmental groups in Canada have sued that country's government for allowing the GE salmon eggs to be produced there, potentially putting ecosystems and species such as wild salmon at risk. So what's happening? Well, there's a lawsuit being filed, and it's being filed by the Center for Food Safety, Andrew Kimbrell, who I was just quoting. Amazing. Thankfully, we have about two years before we can see one of these fish on the market. So there's still time. In other words, yes, the decision's been made and the uh, you know the cat is out of the bag, so to speak, or the fish, rather. But we still have time because there is a lawsuit pending. So please throw your support here. Uh, send Congress your information and tell them you don't like this. You don't want genetically engineered salmon. Because you know what's going to happen with this? You know what's going to happen with this? Things get really ugly really quickly because guess what? This is the first animal, the very first animal, that has ever been approved for human consumption in terms of genetic engineering. So what could happen next? Well. The approval could actually help efforts to develop other genetically modified animals. Scientists and biotechnology industry executives have complained that the long, unexplained delay in approving the salmon was a deterrent to this field. Several other attempts to develop genetically engineered animals for consumption, like a pig whose manure would be less polluting, have fallen by the wayside. Oh, heavens. Now, however, there has been a surge of interest now in developing new genetically altered farm animals and even pets, because new techniques, including one known as CRISPR-Cas9, allow scientists to edit animal genomes rather than adding genes from other species. That has made it far easier to create altered animals. Yeah, we'll just edit them to our liking. We'll just edit the animals. Doesn't that sound wrong? Scientists in China, for instance, recently created goats with more muscle and longer hair. Researchers in Scotland use gene editing to create pigs resistant to the African swine fever. It is not yet clear whether animals created this way would ever fall under FDA regulation. Well, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because if they did, the FDA, I'm sure, will approve them eventually. Okay, so there's my rant for the day. I'm not happy about this. I think that's pretty clear. We really need to be vocal if you believe what I believe. If you agree with what I'm saying, please email your congressmen, your senators, uh, You know, pick it, do what you need to do, make sure that we don't get more of this crap approved. And let's see if we can turn this one around over the next couple of years before the first eel-like frankenfish hit the open market and you don't even know what it is. All right, that's the rant for the day. I'm going to cut to a break. My name's Jared St. Clair, and you're listening to Vitality Radio. Yeah, I'm back. It's Jared St. Clair. I have tried to calm down a little bit, uh, relaxed. I've looked outside, and there's a beautiful, beautiful sunshine outside, and that's helping me feel better about, uh, well, about life. Life's good, right? Life's good. We just have these meddling people in Congress and these freak job scientists that want to destroy everything that really sometimes bug me a little bit, and it's okay, because life's good, right? life's good. We'll be okay. All right. It's almost Thanksgiving. Christmas is right around the corner. I mean, it's just, I'll tell you, it's beautiful, beautiful time of year. Love this time of year. It's my favorite. I was driving in today and I was listening to a song by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Orchestra. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, seen that band 10 times. No, I think it's 11 now live. Kind of one of my favorites. And uh, they have a couple of songs that just really get to me. I started getting all emotional. Maybe it's the Frankenfish. Maybe it's the time of year. I don't know, but I love this time of year. And I'm so glad you're listening to me on Vitality Radio. I've got a story I want to tell you that is so exciting. It happened to me this week. Well, okay, technically it happened last week. So the last two weeks this, this has been happening, and I'm so excited. I'm going to leave his name out because I didn't get permission to tell his story, so I'll keep this a little vague as far as who we're talking about, but I've got a client who has become dear to me, really amazing man. He's dealing with a very unusual form of cancer. It's very slow growing. Most people don't die from it. They die with it, but it causes a lot of issues, and one of the things that it causes that's no fun at all is uh, really severe anemia. In other words, uh, real low iron levels. And so people walk around kind of pale-faced and with high-level fatigue. Well, this gentleman I had never met before uh, a month or so ago. He comes into the store, and uh, he is talking to me about this, and, and he's he just looked like he needed a nap, right? He just looked really, really tired. Like He almost didn't want to stand up there and talk to me. And he's really struggling because the guy is full of life, He's a, he's a just a neat man, so I got to know him over the last month or so. I've recognized that that's the case, and he just looked, you know, not all there physically, just worn out, and I felt bad for him. So I'd never heard of the condition that he had before. Um, I He told me what it did, and I immediately thought, well, this is something that uh, requires real iron because, you know, <clears throat> doctors put you on these irons that are – they're I don't know. I guess you could call them chemical irons. They're they're real, but they're not food, and your body doesn't really know what to do with them. And if you've ever been on an iron iron supplement like that, maybe you had one if you were pregnant and were anemic that way, or you've had anemia for other reasons. They tend to cause constipation and nausea, and they're not happy because the body's not happy trying to absorb and digest these things. But there's a product out there. It's called Blood Builder, and Blood Builder. We've been selling it at Vitality and Bountiful, Utah, for oh my heavens, 30 plus years. Yeah, I've, I've been doing this a little while. I remember the first time we got Blood Builder in and they educated me on what it was and I started selling it and people would just come back raving about it saying this is better than anything else I've ever used. Well, this particular condition that this gentleman had required transfusions to get iron levels up and the transfusions would help. He'd feel pretty good. Uh, well, he only ever had one. But after that first transfusion, he did feel a little better, but not you know dramatically so. And transfusions come with their own set of issues. Uh, they're not particularly fun, for one thing. They take a lot of time, and they wanted to do it every couple of weeks. But guess what? He's not needing transfusions right now because his body's actually getting the food source of iron that he needs from Blood Builder, and it has changed him. Now, I didn't see the old version of him before he uh, had this condition but I've seen the current version of him. I saw him just Thursday, and he looks like a different guy. He looks great. His energy level's way up. He's not doing just blood builder, but that was the first thing he started doing, and I think that's the main thing that's really kicked in and helped him out a lot, and I'm so excited for him because it's so fun to watch someone, a real person with real health issues, improve their health just simply by putting in the body what was already supposed to be there in the first place. It's an exciting thing. I wanted to share it with you just because I love those kind of stories. Blood Builder, truly amazing product made by Megafood. I absolutely love it. So if you're concerned about iron and you feel like you want to get one that's really going to work, I would highly recommend Blood Builder. It is the best. All right. Now, the primary topic for the day is sugar. Sugar ain't so sweet, baby. Yeah, it really isn't, and uh, I've gone on my own journey, and if you're a regular listener to Vitality Radio, you know that I was the first dude at that Holics Anonymous uh, meeting to raise my hand and say, yeah, I'm Jared St. Clair, and yeah, I'm addicted to sugar, like really bad. Like, I drive by Mrs. Cavanaugh's, and the, 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 I don't think she's with us anymore, if I understand correctly. Her ghost would call to me and say, come eat my chocolate buddy, you're gonna love it. You know, they have this sign up there right now. It's this awesome sign because you know what it says, it says ice cream cones at dollar fifty. Well that really speaks to the sugar holic in me and the cheapskate. So it's this really alluring sign. Even though I'm the guy on Vitality Radio every week telling you what you ought to do and what you ought not to do, I was also the guy sneaking into Mrs. Kavanaugh's to get a dollar fifty ice cream cone. Yeah. That was me. That was me. Over the last little while, I have changed that up a lot. There's this new protocol that we are starting to offer at Vitality Nutrition in our Elevated Health Clinic that has truly changed my life. And for the first time in my life that I can remember, I am no longer feeling addicted to sugar. I think they say once an addict, always an addict. I think that's what they say. So maybe I'm still an addict, but I'm in recovery. Is that how it would be? termed, I think it would be. So I'm a recovering sugar addict, and my relationship with food has changed. It's truly amazing. If you want more information on that, call us, 801-292-6662. Vitality Radio, always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful at 801-292-6662, or Vitality Nutrition in Missoula, Montana, if you're listening up north. That is... And, of course, you can check us out on VitalityNutrition.com if you want to see previous episodes or listen to previous episodes of Vitality Radio. So let's talk about this sugar thing. Dr. Mark Hyman, one of my favorite guys to read online. Really, really great information. You should go to his website. It's fantastic. Another guy that I'm referencing, referencing today that I love, Chris Kresser. You've got to check both those guys out. Now, I'm not going to agree with everything they say, but darn near. These guys have locked it in pretty well. And I want to talk about an article that Dr. Hyman wrote earlier this week. He said, you know, with the holidays upon us, there will be a lot of interest in dessert. Well, isn't that the understatement of the year? Yeah, man, dessert, that's where it's at during the holidays, right? We start with the candy at Halloween, and then we work our way up to pumpkin pie and whipped cream at uh, Thanksgiving. And then, you know, if you're unfortunate enough to have fruitcake later, but there's other things that are good not fruitcake, that you can eat that are really not so good for you, and they have a lot of sugar in them. So are there options? Do you have, are there alternatives? Should we go with these zero calorie sweeteners? Well, first off, if you've ever had a zero calorie sweetener in a brownie, it's there. Yeah, that's, it's not the same, right? Diet soda. A lot of people like diet soda. I personally think it tastes horrible, but other people like it. But is that good? Well, they've actually proven that diet soda makes you fatter than regular soda. So that doesn't seem to be good. So what's the deal? I mean, there's so many different sweeteners out there. So many different sweeteners. And we have the natural stuff, right? Sugar is natural, kind of. Uh, You've heard of pure cane sugar. You've heard of raw cane sugar. You've heard of unrefined cane juice, maybe, or something like that. You've heard of, of course, fructose, right? You've heard of Corn syrup, you've heard of high fructose corn syrup, you've heard of aspartame and sucralose, and you may not have ever heard of as sulfame potassium, but they're all sweeteners. And some are real and some are not. Some are made in the lab. And are the ones made in the lab as bad for you as the ones that are real? Are they worse? Well, it's an interesting question because I once was talking to a really good friend of mine who I have a lot of faith in. He's a very, very smart biochemist. And He's since retired from biochemistry, but when he was a biochemist and he was making products, uh, helping people make nutritional products that had to taste good, he talked to me about sugar. And his opinion was interesting. It caught me off guard because I always just thought, you know, unnatural sweeteners like sucralose or aspartame, the artificials, they must be the worst ones for us. They must be the ones that make us the most sick because they're not real. You know, they're like Franken sweeteners, right, like those fish. And I still pretty much stand by that statement, but he made a great point because what he said was, I'd rather give you a few milligrams of sucralose than a few grams of refined sugar because in reality, refined sugar is bad for you too. And well, he's right. So what do we do? What do we do? Well, here's here's the rundown. First, I want to talk about sugar itself, table sugar, white sugar, the stuff you see um, at, uh, you know, well, you, you go to a coffee shop or a restaurant, they're going to have four colors of packets, right? They're going to have a white packet. Sometimes they'll have a brown packet. That's the raw, you know, the un, the uh, less refined sugar. And then they're going to have uh, the pink packet. And that's usually, well, let's see, pink. Which one's pink? I want to say pink is usually saccharin, sweet and low. And then they've got, you know, the yellow packet and that's, I think that's usually uh, – Well, I don't know. Is that usually aspart? No, that's usually sucralose or Splenda, I think. And then I think it's the blue packet that's aspartame. So you've got your options there. They're all sitting there, and it's just like there's, there's a sign that ought to be there that says, pick your poison, right? <laughs> because sometimes I don't you feel that way? Like, man, everything's bad for me. Everything causes cancer nowadays. This guy on Vitality Radio is constantly telling me what not to eat, man. Well – I hope that I also balance that with telling you what you ought to eat. But you'd probably be better off leaving those packets alone if you can, right? But let's talk about sugar. Just the plain stuff in the the little white bag or the little brown bag that they want you to throw in your coffee or tea or whatever else you're eating, drinking. There are two kinds of sugar I want you to know about. There is cane sugar. You've heard of it. You know, there's a jingle. Most of us don't have it out of our head, you know. C-N-H, pure cane sugar, right from Hawaii. Yeah, that sounds good, man. It's from Hawaii. Hawaii's awesome. And uh, sugar's awesome, so it's a great combination. And you know what? There's some truth in that little jingle. It is pure cane sugar, and I like that because, you know, the sugar that's in most things, it ain't so pure. It's genetically modified. It comes from genetically modified sugar beets, and they modify them to make them sweeter and make them so they can grow more and they can spray crap on them and it doesn't kill them and stuff like that. Well, if your package, if you're looking at the back of a package of something and the ingredient says sugar and it doesn't say cane sugar or cane juice or anything with the word cane in front of it, then odds are, because about 90% of it is, it's genetically modified. Well, you know how I feel about that, right? GMO not so go. So what we've got to do is we've got to figure out what can we eat? Sugar in high quantities. I don't care if it comes from raw honey, if it comes from pure maple syrup, if it comes from cane juice, or if it comes from high fructose corn syrup. In high quantities, it's all bad. We have to use moderation. That's the first thing you have to know. And if you're addicted, like I am was, uh, then... You really want to go low quantities or even no quantity for a while to break that addiction, right? There's a New York Times bestseller book right now. I haven't read it yet. It says 10 days you can break your sugar habit, and it gets huge reviews. So if you've got that addiction, you might want to look at that. You may want to call us at Vitality at 801-292-6662, and we'll show you how to do it there, show you how I did it. But high quantity is bad across the board. But if you're going to have low quantities, if you're going to have a reasonable amount of sugar, then what should you do? Well, the first thing is it ought to be cane sugar if it's going to be regular old sugar, not beet sugar. And it's never going to say beet sugar because they're not proud of that, so they don't put it on the label. The C&H guys, they're proud of it. They have a jingle, right? So what we're doing is we're looking at that first. Now, what if it says corn syrup or it says high fructose corn syrup? Is that bad? You've heard a lot about that stuff, right? Yeah, most of us have. And yeah, it is bad. Why? Well, about 93% of corn consumed in this country is also genetically modified. So that's thing number one. But thing number two is the scary one. They call it high fructose corn syrup because it's mostly fructose, right? There's a couple of different varieties of it. But fructose, without the presence of glucose, really creates havoc in the body because the body doesn't know what to do do with it hormonally. And so while glucose is blood sugar, your body recognizes that, and it also recognizes fructose. And when you have them in combination, like is what is in sucrose, otherwise known as table sugar, that's a lot easier for your body to handle. It doesn't cause as much upset. It doesn't create a fuss in your system. So what we're talking about is better options when it comes to sugar. And cane sugar, if you're going to go with actual sugar, is a better option than either Sugar, or high fructose corn syrup, or corn syrup. Now, if I were going to choose, I would take beet sugar, even though it's genetically modified, over corn syrup. Absolutely, for a lot of reasons. Not the least of which is government intervention uh, in this whole thing, and they're paying these corn farmers to make this stuff. Yeah, our government's paying them to make to grow corn and make corn syrup and cause diabetes and excessive weight and all the other stuff that michelle obama says she's opposed to yeah it's a weird thing up there those politics man that confuses me sometimes they say they're they're on our team right eh, maybe not so much we're going to cut to a quick break when i come back i'm gonna talk about a few sugar alternatives that you can use that are a lot better for you than the ones we've already discussed that's around the corner you're listening to jared st Clair on vitality radio Welcome back to the most nutritious hour on the radio. Vitality Radio with Jared St. Clair on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All righty, we are back. It's Vitality Radio. We're talking about sugar today. Vitality Radio is brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful at 107 South 500 West and Vitality Nutrition in Missoula, Montana at 2400 Brook Street. If you want to call either location, You can do so, 801-292-6662 is the number for Vitality and Bountiful. And in Missoula, it's 406-549-1333. Jump on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio. like that page, and you'll be able to comment and check out all the articles and things that I post there on a regular basis. All right, so back to the sweeteners. So what are your artificial sweeteners that you're looking for? If you're trying to avoid artificial sweeteners, I'm not going to go into big detail on these because I simply don't have time, but I may do a whole show on that at some point, right? But right now, I'm just going to say we've heard of NutraSweet and we've heard of Splenda, right? Those are the two biggies. Uh, Sweet and low would probably be number three. And years ago, they discovered that sweet and low caused uh, cancer in lab rats and So then it got this really bad rap and now it even has a warning on the package, which is so interesting to me because the research on aspartame is far more damning than the research on sweet and low, otherwise known as saccharin. but whatever it is, you know, that's just the government for you again. Playing cop and not doing a very good job. They're good at playing bad cop. Good cop, eh, not so much. But anyway, we've got this thing with these sweeteners, and what I want to do is just give you the code names. Okay, so Splenda is also known as sucralose. Sucralose sometimes sounds like sugar, and it tastes like sugar. Only about 500 times sweeter, and it's pretty good. I mean, it, it really is. Sucralose tastes good. Uh, so your stuff that's sweetened with sucralose tastes better than stuff that's sweetened with aspartame, in my opinion. But it's it's an artificial sweetener. In my opinion, it's the least uh, damaging of the artificial sweeteners because most of it passes through the gut without ever changing, like 98-plus percent gets through and never does anything to the body. But there is that 2%. I think in moderation, personally, for me, sucralose, eh, not so bad. I wouldn't give it to my kids. I don't give it to my kids. But for an adult brain uh, and adult bodies, I think, you know, if you're going to eat an artificial sweetener, that's the one. Aspartame, please just stay far away. Stay so far away from aspartame, please. You know, gum, over-the-counter gum, the stuff that you buy at the drugstore or the grocery store or the C-store or whatever, it all has like two or three or four sweeteners in it, and they're all bad. Gum and mints, man not so good. We got to be a, be careful of those cuz they'll say a sulfame potassium which sounds like a mineral but it's not. That's an artificial sweetener. And they'll say sucralose and they'll say aspartame. And some of them even say neotame, which is even sweeter than aspartame. It's made by the same people and that doesn't sound like sugar, so some people think, "Oh, that's okay." Yeah, those are your artificials, and you probably want to steer clear of those for the most part. But if you are going to succumb, I would go with sucralose. Uh, Stevia is not an artificial sweetener, but it is a zero-calorie sweetener, the way it's been made. And there's some issues, I think, even with that, because they've proven now that these zero-calorie sweeteners can cause some problems uh, for the body because the body gets tricked into thinking it's getting sugar, but it's not getting sugar, so it releases insulin. And insulin that the body doesn't use, your body tends to turn to fat. So eh, not so good. I think what I really want to get uh, for you out of this is that there are better options, but the biggest thing is we want to be cautious. So these are my favorite sugar options, okay? Maple syrup. Grade B in particular is awesome, but I'm talking real maple syrup, not Aunt Jemima's, okay? Maple syrup is amazing. Raw honey, especially if it's local, it's hard to beat because they are, it's so nutritious. There's so much benefit in it that it almost outweighs the fact that you're still eating sugar. But the type of sugar it is, both in maple syrup and honey, you tend to use a little less than you would with table, table sugar, and they're much, much healthier options. So those are probably number one and two in my book, honey being first above maple syrup. Now, you can also use something called erythritol. Now, erythritol, most people have never heard of that. It's called a sugar alcohol, and I could spend 20 minutes explaining what that means, but it's basically a fermentation of sugar, and it's pretty cool stuff. because it's not as sweet as sugar, not quite, pretty close. Um, you know what's awesome about it? Some sugar alcohols give you diarrhea and gas and bloating and all kinds of stuff. Erythritol tends to not do that. In fact, they're starting to use erythritol in some mainstream stuff. Vitamin water, zero, uh, life water from Sobe, that's got the erythritol in it. There's quite a few of them out there. And erythritol, when combined with stevia, I actually kind of like. That's pretty good. If you're trying to go zero calorie, that's probably your best bet based on what I've seen so far. I also like xylitol a lot, but you got to be cautious. You got to use xylitol in moderation because it'll cause some stomach upset, but it's fantastic in your toothpaste because it fights cavities and does all kinds of good things. It's amazing as a gum or a mint. If you haven't tried xylitol gum or mints, you got to come into Vitality and try them because they're good. They taste really, really good. They don't last as long as the ones that are laced with chemicals, uh, but they're still delicious and they still freshen your breath and they don't kill you. And they're really, really good for your teeth. Like not just not bad for your teeth like sugar, but really good for your teeth. So that's pretty cool. So those are are my favorite options of the different sweeteners. If you want to know more, of course, you can ask us at Vitality. Just give us a call, 801-292-6662. Now I've got to cut to another break. This one's going to be a short one. When we come back, we're going to have Holly Draper on talking to us about essential oils. You're going to love what she has to say because she always says good things. And I'm going to remind you when we come back about her free – I always say free because they're usually free and it's not free this time. It's 10 bucks, but it's the best $10 bucks you will spend this Christmas going to see Holly Draper at Vitality. I'll tell you all the details around the corner. You're listening to me, Jared St. Clair, on Vitality Radio. didn't fear. oh, golly, have a Welcome holly, jolly Christmas. I'm your host each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking about health, nutrition, vitality, and how to get more vitality. That's what we do on Vitality Radio. It's all about education. And this next segment is one of the... I'm going to be with one of the most educated people I know uh, talking about aromatherapy but before I do that I need to remind you that Vitality Radio is brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful 107 South 500 West and Vitality Nutrition in Missoula at 2400 Brook Street call us after the show if you have questions about anything you hear on the radio 801-292-6662 our next guest you've heard her before on Vitality Radio her name's Holly Draper she is the owner and formulator over at purify skin therapy one of my favorite companies a Utah company in fact and she does amazing stuff with essential oils and aromatherapy she's internationally certified and registered as an aromatherapist holding the two highest certifications you can achieve in aromatherapy and her knowledge is just awesome so today we're going to talk about one an essential oil that uh, i know about but i don't know anything about i've heard of it i've seen it i carry it uh, but i don't even know how to use it myself and i'm excited to talk about it and we're going to talk about it in a category that i think is going to be really exciting to some of you so holly share with us this mysterious essential oil
1: (laughs) i would love to Cypress essential oil is one that you've probably heard about. Mm -hmm. You know, you see it on the shelves. It's pretty common. People know what cypress trees are. You know, some people have them growing in their yard. Uh, In fact, you've probably seen them in graveyards. Usually they're cypress trees growing in graveyards Mm -hmm. because it's interesting to note cypress oil helps the body release grief.
0: And Uh so even
1: in ancient times, they planted cypress trees in graveyards because it's very good for emotionally releasing grief. Isn't that interesting? There you go.
0: That's something I didn't know.
1: But a really interesting thing that cypress oil does that really no other essential oil has this ability. So it's very unique to this oil, but cypress has a unique ability to help the veins in the body. Now, if you think about it, what kind of issues involve veins? And I think of spider veins, varicose veins, um, veins in the legs. You know, when you have vein issues in the legs, and hemorrhoids are also a vein issue that's going on. Yes. And so, if you have any of those issues, you will perk up your ears because cypress is your your oil. Awesome. Cypress has. You know how when we have vein issues in the body, like hemorrhoids spider veins and varicose veins, the vein actually gets stretched out. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's like a sagging, it's like blowing a balloon, right? You blow up a balloon really big and then you let the air out and that balloon is kind of Um, You know what's not as tight
0: as it used to be. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. and it's
1: stressed out, and it's just not the same as it used to be. That's kind of what happens to the veins in our body, especially when we're having vein issues. Okay. So Cypress has a unique ability to actually support veins so much that they literally can. um, Out of all the essential oils, it has the best ability to bring them back how they were supposed to be. So awesome. Tighten restore and support vein issues and all vein issues. So the way that you use cypress oil is you want to apply it uh, topically to the area. Now if you're treating a small area, say you have a small area maybe like you know a dollar size or less on your legs of spider veins or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. You can actually just drop a drop or two of the cypress oil onto that area from the bottle. You can drop if you want to a drop or two of your carrier oil and just rub that into the area. Now if you have a varicose vein issue where it's all over your legs, you know, so pretty much you need to get a, the the oil all over your legs. You don't want to use too much of any essential oil at a, at one time because they're just very very concentrated. And, and it would be overwhelming to the body. The liver would be um, taxed in trying to detox those chem- those phytochemicals out. Okay. So you don't want to use too much. So at a maximum, you would use, you know, six, seven, eight drops of cypress oil. But you would actually mix it into like a tablespoon of your favorite carrier oil, like grapes or organic grapeseed oil, organic jojoba oil, whatever carrier oil you prefer. So mix that cypress oil into the carrier oil, and then you want to apply that all over where you would have, like, varicose vein-type issues. Okay. And then um, you if you're using cypress oil on hemorrhoids, just be aware, do not apply it neat or straight out of the bottle because it actually can get on that sensitive area quite hot, and so that you okay. want to avoid that. You definitely want to put it with a carrier oil, about 50-50 for hemorrhoids. So, so a you, couple
0: drops of each, basically. Yeah, so,
1: like, maybe three drops of cypress, three drops of your carrier oil. Okay. You can actually also add in geranium oil, which also supports hemorrhoids for that. But your best oil, your main oil in that blend is going to be the cypress and apply it that way. And uh, we've had people just have phenomenal results. Isn't that interesting?
0: That's really awesome because, listen, that's one that we get asked about a lot at Vitality. And there are some supplements that you can use that support vein health for sure. And I've seen some good results, but they take quite a long time to really uh, do the job, and they don't work for everybody. So this is a new twist and something that we can use. One other quick question, though. Uh, how long does it take for people to start noticing a difference with this?
1: Thank you for asking me that. So this is the one thing where a lot of times when you use essential oils, it's almost immediate, if not mm-hmm. instant results, if not you know, in 24 hours you're seeing results. Right. This is something that is not that case. You actually do have to use cypress oils because it does take time for those veins You know, to to come back from that. And so I've, but I've had a a friend of mine actually did this. I don't have that issue, so I haven't had the need, but a friend of mine actually did this. And she said the first 30 days, you know, she didn't really see much change, but within that 30 to 60 day period, she could not believe, you know, the difference. So this is when you're going to have to kind of use a little longer term. Um, But it's worth trying. Yeah,
0: using it consistently, though, pays dividends.
1: And be sure you're using a good organic cypress oil if you're going to be using it like that. Absolutely.
0: Excellent. Okay, so there you go. An organic cypress oil, uh, sometimes mixed with uh, carrier oil. Sometimes you can put it on directly if you've got a small area of spider veins or varicose veins or something like that. And if you have more questions about that, of course, call us at Vitality, 801-292-6662. Another great site for information on essential oils and their use is the Purify Skin Therapy site, which is PurifySkinTherapy.com. Holly, as always, thank you so much for joining us on Vitality Radio.
1: Thank you, Jared.
0: Okay, and you've been listening to me, Jared St. Clair, on Vitality Radio.